Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. Elizabeth, I wrote a book on Revelation, Meeting Jesus in the Book of Revelation, and really that was a book that was designed to help me deal with my fears of apocalyptic literature, hmm. the prophecies of the last days. Why and those were you things. afraid? You know, people would paint such an, a vivid picture of the turmoil of the, the day of the Lord, the second hmm. coming, and the events surrounding that, that it just frightened me because they would speak about the, the tumultuous events that would take place around that day, but they really didn't not focus upon the hope or the promise that were involved mm-hmm. in that day. Mm-hmm. So they they described them in great detail, but they were really describing them from the eyes of the wicked rather than the eyes of the saved. Mm. And there's very different ways of looking at the day of the Lord, I think. So I wrote the book, the book Meeting Jesus in the Book of Revelation, in order to rest my own fears in this area and, and others who might be dealing with those fears. I, I wanted to entitle the book How to Read Revelation and Sleep at Night, but the publishers uh, <laughs> changed the title. But in the introduction, I talk about the fanciful idea of creating a, a 12-step group for Revelation uh, Revelation Fearaholics, you know, <laughs> and starting the meeting, hello, I'm Mike, and I'm a Revelation Fearaholic. Hi, Mike. You know, it's been 32 days since I lost sleep over the book of Revelation. <laughs> and, and so, obviously, it's rather silly, but truthfully, I think that a lot of people, when they look at the apocalyptic literature, the prophecy of the last day, they become frightened. And here we have a section of Mark's gospel where Jesus turns prophet on us and starts talking about those days. Yes, you know, uh, usually we uh, don't see Jesus as a prophet, but the fact is Jesus acted as a prophet many times. There are many reasons why we can call Jesus a prophet. One is that he made veiled references to himself as a prophet. He said, no one is a prophet in his own land. Mm -hmm. But there's other reasons why he qualifies as a prophet. Uh, For example, he had the same violent fate of the prophets. That's right. Do you have any other reasons? Well, he had the visionary experiences of, of a prophet. You know, I see Satan coming down from heaven is yes. one place where he, he spoke about that. Yeah, he used to talk about uh, visions that he had mm-hmm. in the same, uh, like like the prophets That's did. Right. And actually, he also used the prophetic language um, of being sent yeah. by God. I've been sent to do this. I've been sent to do that. Um, but he also had prophecies himself. He, he made prophecies. He, yes. And, and so... Uh, those are the reasons we kind of look at Jesus as a prophet. He, certainly he was, but he was much, much more than of that. Of course, obviously. and that's why we always concentrate on Jesus as a Savior. But chapter 13 of Mark is perhaps the most prophetic discourse of Jesus, where we this is called the Olivet Discourse. It happens at the Mount of Olives, where he actually will go beyond his death and resurrection and talk about things that would happen afterwards in the future. And he definitely gives prophecies here. So we are going to concentrate today on some of those things that are to come that Jesus spoke about in chapter 13 of Mark. Verse 1, And as he was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? 
Not one stone shall be left upon another, which will not be torn down. Now, this introduction to this discourse is very interesting. You know, uh, the temple was magnificent, especially yeah. the, the the second temple. We we sometimes see a little bit of the maps and things, what it looked like. It was a magnificent building, and, and Herod was known for for um, a lot of building projects, and he really put a lot of money on the second temple mm-hmm. uh, of the Jews. And here they are so proud, and, and the disciples are saying, look what wonderful stones. And by the way, they were huge stones, and they say, what wonderful buildings. And Jesus says, I have news for you. Yeah, <laughs> this is not going to be here long. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be here too long. And actually, the temple was, was destroyed on 78. AD, mm-hmm. very, very few years after this conversation. Yeah, 35 to 40 years later, then the temple is gone. Um, so, he's talking about this temple being torn down and, and the disciples say, anything that cataclysmic, this is just the, this is the end of the age. This is it. And so, Jesus, understanding these fears in his heart, begins to speak. Uh, first of all, verse 3, it says, and he's, as he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew were questioning him privately, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? See, this is the chapter where we find very specific things that we know are going to happen before Jesus comes. And to tell you the truth, if you watch the news this morning, it looks like it's fulfilling this chapter. It does. You cannot watch news without seeing uh, the fulfillment of prophecy, it feels like, in each one of these things. Verse 5, and Jesus began to say to them, see to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he. And will mislead many. Well, we have many examples of people claiming to be messiahs. Yeah. Uh, even even lately, uh, in the last five or ten years, we have seen people saying, I am the messiah, right. you got to follow me. So, this has definitely been fulfilled and it continues to be fulfilled. And I think that some of the future deceptions will be uh, more compelling than some of the, the more recent ones as well. Mm-hmm. Verse 7, and when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be frightened. Those things must take place. But that is not yet the end. Well, of course, we constantly hear of wars and rumors of wars. As, as you know, I just came back from Egypt, and, and we were a little afraid in the sense that, you know, we, we have a limit with Gaza, mm-hmm. with Egypt. And, you know, we wanted to make sure nothing went wrong while we were right. there because definitely rumors of wars are in the air. But it's very interesting that in the middle of all these things, we always get this do not be frightened. Don't right. be afraid. Do not worry. And uh, this is not usually the way people feel about this thing. No, it's not. But this that language is interlaced throughout all of these things. Is saying, don't be afraid. By the way, this is supposed to happen. By the way, you know, this is to be expected. He's, he's really doing his best to put the disciples' uh, minds at ease because you trust in me. This is not uh, a, a time of fear for you. Verse 8, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will also be famines. These things are merely the beginnings of birth pangs. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying, why doesn't God um, stop this? Why doesn't God intervene? And and we are getting, this week, there was a terrible earthquake in one of the nations in Europe. And, you know, we are... We are n- we are very sad about what's happening. We're praying for the people there. We're trying to help. And at the same time, we know that these things will happen right before God intervenes in the history of the world once and for all. Verse 9, be on your guard, for they will deliver you to the courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues, and you will stand before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them. 
and the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. This is the reason why we're doing this program, by the way. Yeah. We're doing this program to uh, to preach the gospel to all the nations. You know, we I can't wait to see Jesus. And I know, yeah. Mike, you feel the same way. And and we see all these things happening around us. We see the earthquakes and the famines and, and, and the people that are going crazy around us. And we're like, the gospel must be preached. So then let's preach the gospel. That's why we're here. And, and what a glorious privilege we have to preach this gospel over television, radio, internet. Those are some of the places where we can help reach people with this news. And, um, you know, it also benefits us to review the things that we know so dearly and love so so well. Verse 11, And when they arrest you and deliver you up, do not be anxious beforehand about what you are to say, but say whatever is given you in that hour, for it is not you who speak, but it is the Holy Spirit. I love this verse. Many times I have... Um dwelled upon it because, you know, we can get anxious about what's going to happen. And here it says, don't worry, the Holy Spirit is going to be with you. And not only is He going to be with you, but He's going to even dictate to you in your mind the things that you need to say so that the gospel may be preached to all the nations at all times. And actually, this was a promise from the, from the Old Testament that at the end of times, God would give His Holy Spirit in a very special way. During the midst of a discourse on the, the day of the Lord, the Old Testament term for the second coming, Uh, the prophet Joel in Joel chapter 2 verse 28 and it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams your young men will see visions and even on the male and female servants I will pour out my spirit in those days and I will display wonders in the skies and on the earth blood, fire and columns of smoke then the sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. So here we are told several of the signs that would happen before the day of the Lord, including the fact that the Holy Spirit would be poured on people in order that they may uh, prophesy and speak of the gospel before Jesus comes. And, and great cataclysm will happen in those days, things that are frightening. But even then, verse 32 says, and it will come about that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. So even there in the old prophet, Old Testament prophecy is telling you that deliverance is available for you when you call upon the name of the Lord, when you believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Deliverance through these terrible days is at hand. And going back to Mark 13, if you want at home to go over every verse, you will get several other uh, prophecies about the time of tribulation that is coming like nothing that has ever happened uh, before. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of that section on the um, actual trials, verse 23 says, but take Take heed, behold, I have told you everything in advance. I'm telling you all these things in advance so that they when they come, you are not fearful. As a matter of fact, you get excited because the time in which God will intervene once and for all is at hand. The, the prophecies were not given to frighten you. They were given to put your mind at ease. He says, I'm telling you in advance, this is all planned. You need to know this is coming, but you also need to know that you're not facing this alone. You're facing this in the power of my son. Trust in him and he will see you through this this cataclysmic time. I hope that from this day forward, you can wait for the coming of Jesus actually with joy. You were given a counselor. You were given power of the Holy Spirit so that you are not afraid, but that you are excited about the fact that the second coming is very soon. There's no need for you to be a revelation fearaholic. You believe in Jesus. You call upon the name of the Lord and he will deliver you. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. 
For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free.